Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're working our way through 1 Timothy in our current series, Behave Yourself. Now let's jump in and hear what Kurt has to say. And welcome back, friends, to yet another time together here on the Everyday Truth podcast. We are in 1 Timothy chapter number 5, and we finished a section uh, last episode about widows and spent really a couple days on it, as you know, because the Bible puts a really big premium on the way we care for those that receive no other care otherwise. And that's always been the position of a of a New Testament church, and that is to be there for the people for whom nobody else perhaps is there. And widows are right there at the top of the list. And I find it interesting that Paul encouraged Timothy and the church there at Ephesus to care for widows even ahead of caring for their pastors. Isn't that interesting? It's If you look at the order uh, of, of priority. Yeah, it sure is interesting, Pastor. And again, it goes back to the verse we've seen in James 127. We talked about a number of times that caring for widows is extremely important to God. Widows back in the society of this day were just people who were in dire straits typically. And so it is not hard to believe that the Apostle Paul spent so much time directed by the Holy Spirit to care for, to emphasize how the church should care for widows. And as you mentioned before, Pastor, it is interesting that rarely do you hear this passage discussed much uh, in churches. It definitely is quite a lengthy passage Paul gives about widow care. So the attention in verse number 17 goes from widows to elders. So a couple preliminary thoughts about elders, and I would have some friends perhaps in ministry that might disagree with uh, this application, but I do think it's biblical. John, you and I have talked about it often. Matter of fact, I, I think we've talked about it on this very podcast, and that is in the New Testament uh, epistles, when the term elder is used, the presbuteros, uh, the the word elder means uh, the, 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 the one that has Christian maturity, who can come alongside a counselor, a leader in that respect. An elder doesn't necessarily refer to somebody's chronological age, but uh, would be somebody that uh, has that, that level of respect and authority within the local church. Another term that's used for that office is the word bishop, uh, the overseer, and then the word pastor, Shepherd, we believe, and John, I, I say we because, John, I know your position, we believe that pastor and bishop and, and shepherd, uh, bishop and elder are three words that, while they have different meanings, apply to the same person, the same biblical office. That's exactly right, Pastor. We find that as we go throughout the Scripture— in a number number of different passages where we find all three applications, all three ideas, offices applied to the same individual. And we've mentioned Acts 20, 1 Peter 5, or a couple of classic examples where this without doubt is true. And we're going to see as it goes on down how that Paul talks about elders. And as he discusses them, it becomes readily apparent that these are what people will consider pastors in local churches. The terms are definitely used interchangeably. As you pointed out, First Peter 5 is a great example, Acts 20. 
But then also, if you, as you compare 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1, as a matter of fact, that, that's what we talked about this back when we were in chapter 3. So uh, sorry for joining on. I think we've already covered this subject. Look at verse number 17. So let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. The word honor here refers to the way by which they would be remunerated. So what 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 is the Bible teaching here? Is the Bible saying, hey, your pastor's doing a good job, ask the deacons what he makes and double his salary? Is that necessarily what it's saying? Oh, not necessarily, Pastor. It's talking about give them a portion that's worthy of what they are doing, that they ought to be paid, you know, they to be taken care of. The church should take care of them, um, and they should not look upon the pastor as somebody who's just scraping by. And as you mentioned, it's not just take the average salary and double that, but it's to pay them to pay them well for what they're doing. And Paul's going to talk about this as he goes on down about this biblical principle about paying people who work. Timothy would understand. Uh, the at least the the Hebrew Bible context of double honor, uh, a firstborn child would receive double honor, would receive a double portion, and that me- meant that if if a family had let's say ten children, then the estate would be divided in eleven ways, and the oldest son would receive two, and the others would all receive one. So a double portion just meant there's a spe- there's a specialness to this person and this person deserves more than what just the average person of his class would get that, that and the point here is that if you ha- if you have a faithful pastor who serves you a faithful minister of the word of god that that's something that should be recognized and something that ought to be valued and then the bible says this especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So the primary way by which a pastor serves his people is by giving them uh, portions of the word of God faithfully. That That's his primary job. Would, would you agree with that, John? I sure would, Pastor. I would agree that particularly your senior pastor is often is called. That's what he is going to be doing. And as we come to this verse here, people sometimes try to take this verse and especially those who, you know, who work with the word and doctrine, and they try to make it, well, see, the Bible is saying that an elder is not necessarily a pastor, but an elder is men in the church. But that's not what the principle is here. The principle is in a church, you're going to have people that work with word and doctrine, like our church where I go to. We have, you know, some of the pastoral staff, like you, Pastor, who you primarily, you preach a lot in the church. You minister a lot. We have some other people on our pastoral staff who do preach, but they do a lot of other things besides that. They are not the one preaching the congregation. And so Paul's making a differentiation. A church can have more than one person in a pastoral role, but all would be involved with the word of doctrine to some degree. But people like yourself, that is what you really are focused on throughout the week. And so particularly the senior pastor should be taken better care of because of what he does with word and doctrine. So the word would be the study of the word of God itself. And doctrine would be the teaching of the Word of God and the codified teaching, the way by which the Word of God is communicated. And a pastor should be paying attention to working at both, laboring in both of those ideals. The Bible says in verse 18, as a 
kind of as a a a, a buttress for a rationale, I should say, for verse number 17. The Bible says, For the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. I, I love this scripture, John, for a number of reasons. First of all, I like it because Paul is not just making a, a, a just a, a wild suggestion. Hey, treat your pastor well, remunerate him properly. No, he's saying, no, this is what the Bible teaches. This is what Scripture teaches. And I think it's important when we give people advice that we give people advice that's based upon the Scripture. The other thing that I love about this is, and not to steal your thunder, John, because you were probably going to say this, and that is that Paul is quoting both the Old and the New Testament. So he's quoting the Old Testament, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. I think it's Deuteronomy. And then he's quoting the words of Jesus, the laborer is worthy of his reward, and showing that the Old Testament and New Testament both are inspired scripture. Scripture. That is a great observation, Pastor. And this is a great principle for our listeners to remember that even in Paul's day, they already were recognizing, you know, current writings being written that were part of scripture. You know, God gave the early church wisdom to realize, yes, these books are part of scripture and are to be taken with the same authority as the Old Testament is taken. And another, I think, observation we can make from this verse is the fact that Scripture can be applied in different ways. There's one interpretation of Scripture, but there are other applications. So when the Bible talks about, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, the, the, the principle is you don't want to limit the food consumption of this animal that's working for you. You want to make sure that you are taking care of that which is taking care of you. That's the principle. So the principle to a pastor is take care of the one who is taking care of you. That That's the principle. It is true, Pastor. You're right about that. And it's good for us to remember, you know, we go to the Old Testament, see these laws. People may say, well, you know, why would God care about the ox turning the corn out? But it is the greater principle at stake here. Yes, God does care for the animal kingdom as well. But there are principles, everything in the Old Testament law, there are principles we can look at to help us as we live today and honor God. God doesn't say things randomly, even though we look at perhaps certain scriptures and say, that's random. No, there are always, as you said, John, principles upon which God bases every one of his commands. And we see a great example of that right here in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 18. Um, Look at verse number 19. Uh, Against an elder, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. But then that sin, still speaking about the elders, rebuke before all that others also may fear. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. The Bible says we need to be careful about listening to an accusation against leadership. Why? Because people are always going to be stabbing at leadership. There's always going to be somebody throwing an arrow or casting aspersion. So should we just readily believe, well, that pastor, he's just lazy, or that pastor, he doesn't love me, or that pastor doesn't care? And should we just readily believe these things? Of course not. Matter of fact, if it's a legitimate accusation of wrongdoing, it should be an accusation that's presented in a biblical way with the requisite number of witnesses. So a pastor deserves to have due process. I think that's what the Bible's teaching in verse number 19. But having 
enjoyed due process, if a pastor is found to be guilty of that accusation, then his punishment, so to speak, the way by which that sin is handled is much more severe than had a lay person done the same thing. Because with great responsibility comes great accountability. And this is a great principle for the church to remember. Sadly, there have been churches where there have there has been wrongdoing by men of God, and the church try to cover it up. You know, they've not, they've covered up, they've not dealt with it, and it eventually comes out. If the if the church would do a better job sometimes of handling difficulties that are not pleasant situations, but deal with them, then at least people in the world would know. Well, that church has integrity with how they deal with issues. They don't try to cover it up because that always besmirches the name of Christ to cover up things and not deal with them in a way that is clear and you know, accountable before people. So don't invent dirt when there is no dirt, but don't hide dirt when there is. Uh, that would be a, a, a way to look at these verses. So really, what did we learn today? We learned that elders should enjoy great honor if they're working hard hard and keeping their nose clean and, and serving people. It's a wonderful benefit to have a pastor like that. But pastors also are under great accountability. So where there's great privilege, there's also great accountability. And that's a principle I think we can all learn today. So we're going to stop there for now. We'll uh, take the last few verses in chapter 5 and finish up next episode. Hope you have a great day today in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.